What's going on, everybody? I'm John. And I'm Dennison. And this is The Ketchup. Man, let me tell you, this week... So, by the time people are hearing this, just for the sake of being uh, clear, having clarity, letting people know what's up. By the time you're hearing this, this is after Thanksgiving. We recorded this before Thanksgiving. So, I can't speak on how my Thanksgiving went yet, or how our holiday went. Um, Hopefully, you listened to the Thanksgiving episode. That'll be a separate episode that we're going to do. But... um. And we'll have, we'll have some fun doing that. But in the meantime, this past week for me has, ah, man, it's been crazy. Um, mm-hmm. and, and there are parts I want to speak on later. Uh, we'll, we'll touch on them in our, our topics and stuff. Um, and look at it from a broader perspective. But for this, uh, man, I, I've had two gigs in a week. Um, I had a meeting at work that was, um, it was, I uh, made a big change and I can talk about that here too. Um, and man, I don't know. It, I guess that doesn't sound like a lot, but it really has been, um, that combined. It's been pretty busy, man. Really yeah. Is. Well, and I've been, you know, I've been sharing it on social media. I know you've been busy too. You've been traveling and stuff. Um, Mm-hmm. You told us on the last main episode that you were going to Austin. So how how'd that end up going, man? Oh man, it was fun. It was really fun. You know, I got to uh, I I got to hang out with some uh, really amazing people um, who are uh, you know very special to me. So uh, that was that was a fun part about it. Um, and I got to you know see a little bit more of the the weird Austin, as as a lot of people like to say. Oh man. <laughs> So, I mean, Austin is an interesting place. Um, I'll say this one for thing, uh, this one thing. So it was cold when I went there. Uh, yeah, yeah. So a cold front came in and, um, uh, I think it was in the low forties, uh, high thirties, somewhere around there. No way. No. Yeah. It was kind of cold and, uh, get this. Austin has a lot of things to do outside. So that doesn't really. (laughs) help when it's really cold outside. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, what they do have that's indoors is like a lot of kids stuff. And then if really? you're an adult, you just drink. So it's kind of weird. Yeah. It's very strange. <laughs> yeah. You drink or go see live music. I mean, but the, yeah, the music venues, like, cause I, I've been there and new Orleans in the last year mm. and the music venues for both are not, well, they're not the same really at all. Uh, they both mm-hmm. consider themselves to be like music cities, but Austin's not as easily accessible for that as like New Orleans. You can literally just walk around the corner from a bar and you walk right into like a concert venue, <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. So, exactly. Um, so, you know, I wasn't in the thing was, I wasn't really going there to, uh, uh, see music venues or, or take a nature walk. So, um, uh, so, you know, I will say that kind of limited, uh, the things that we could do, but I mean, it was fun. Uh, I really enjoyed myself. You know, I got to meet some new people, um, and, uh, just kind of take in the whole experience. Uh, so yeah, I, I 
I thought it was really cool and really productive. Um, not going to lie. I was extremely tired when I came back. <laughs> I, bet. I bet. I'll tell you what. I, I went through a season of my life where I was taking those weekend trips all the time. And I was like, man, what is the point? You know, mm-hmm. you go down there. Yeah. You have to go down there after work or go wherever it is. Go there after work. You're like, all right, time, man, I had a long day. You know, and then you add on the travel on top of that. Then you have to rest. And, and let's say all goes well. You get that rest that you need that night. You wake up feeling refreshed and rejuvenated. You have one day to enjoy it, <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> and then you come back exactly. the next day. Exactly. I mean, oh, man, you're still tired. No, you're still tired, me. man. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm still feeling it from that, from that <laughs> yeah, trip. Yeah, you still got, you still got some remnants. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean uh, yeah, it it's um in some ways it kind of makes you uh long that you had more time. Um yeah. yeah. You know, I kind of wish that I would have actually gone this uh this upcoming weekend because um I have like a 3-day weekend oh, you uh, do? just because of my job. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um That's just because uh you know, when, when I, I do stuff on call, um, and so it kind of shifts my week a little bit. Yeah. So I, I end up getting like Mondays off the week before my on call shift. Okay. Um, yeah. So okay. I, that makes a little bit of a difference. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta say, I'm not mad at you about being tired. Like I said, I can totally relate. The whole, the whole week has just been crazy. And you know, again, I want to talk about, the music thing from a broader topic later, but when it's just you, cause I've been doing this thing where I'm working on a new project. I'm going to build a whole band around it. Once the project goes live, but in the meantime, I want to get my name out there, even in small ways, as much as I can. Mm -hmm. And, And what that means for me is playing gigs, just myself singing and acoustic guitar. And you know, I'm a guy, I'm I'm perfectionist when it comes to this. And so when it's just you, you know, it's just you and an acoustic guitar and nothing to hide behind as far as a wall of sound or effects or any of that stuff. It is nerve wracking. <laughs> it is nerve wracking. <laughs> so really, even if I didn't spend all this time practicing and, and then spend the time going to the gigs and setting up, performing and then breaking it down, then bring it back which is, you know, the side music a lot of people don't see. Just the stress from it alone <laughs> was was exhausting. Um, but the payoff's always worth it. I always enjoy it after. Um, I will say, on my job, you know, once again, I work at a uh, local news station up in Wichita. And, uh, you know, we've gone through a season of changes lately, but we finally had a meeting um, on Friday to discuss those changes and um, the morning morning news across the board, across the spectrum, as far as the industry goes is definitely the main money getter, you know, like um, more and more people, again, we've talked about this, how much of a workhorse society we live in right now. Um, of course. And so, yeah, more and more people are waking up earlier and watching the morning news rather than staying up late to watch the evening news. Um, and then, be- I don't know, it, combined with 
the amount of time that you're on air for a morning newscast, like we're on air from 4.30 a.m. to 7 p.m. Or, God, oh, let me back that up. That would be terrible. <laughs> that sounds terrible. <laughs> I would have quit a long time ago. No, no. Like 4.30 a.m. to 7 a.m. is what I meant to say. And, um, okay. Yeah, that seems a lot more reasonable, right? But anyway, you get uh, you get time to you know, be creative and that kind of stuff. And that's something we really haven't had the ability to be uh, or do lately. Um, and for a variety of reasons. Anyway, um, also for a variety of reasons, our morning show hasn't really been promoted that much, which is kind of tough. But um, this meeting basically said, you know, we're going to make you guys the priority in the news station again, we're going to build you up and promote you like crazy. And I was even told that they want us to think a lot, like so out of the box and try new things. You know, they would rather tell us to dial it back. Um, than than to tell us to push it forward. You know what I mean? So that's, oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. It's just a good feeling, you know? Um, so like for, for, uh, <laughs> one thing one of my managers said they go hey you know I know that you are a musician and you're very good at what you do why not like have like toss to break with like John playing music <laughs> you know and I thought it was funny <laughs> and I was like oh man cause this is like the exact opposite of what I told when I first took this position and so I, I kind of laughed and I was like hey don't tempt me man <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, you know, like these are the, this is along the lines. This is the realm of thought that you should be in um, when it comes to where you should take this show. And so that's just a good feeling because what that means is you have all the fundamentals down, you have the main basis of things down. Now it's time to truly turn it into like an experience that people can enjoy watching. You know. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, it, it shows that they, um, it's a good feeling to know that your station has like you in mind, like really it has your whole show in mind that you have the backing to do, you know, different things, uh, that you would want to do or whatever like that. Like it's, it's nice just to know that your station cares enough about you and you're really in your, in your show that they, that they're like, Hey, you know, do something, you yeah, know. Yeah, well, we're 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 behind you a hundred percent. Exactly, and and that's one thing I can testify on from a personal perspective. Working overnight, having done it for a while now, it's not easy. It it's um, very easy to fall into a thought that they don't care about you. They don't even think about you. You know. Um, another thing that came along with this meeting is the. Uh, um, confirmation and that they will keep in better touch with us. And so far that has been the case. So it's nice because there's been this string of thought between the people who work normal hours and then crazy people like myself. Um, <laughs> so it's, that's been nice as well. There's been, there's been a lot of good that's come from it. So um, it's exciting, you know, and in case you were wondering, yes, I do intend to record myself. Playing music and use that for bump outs. Hey, I liked it. <laughs> I know. I'm not going to be like, hey, yo, follow me on Twitter and Instagram, <laughs> you know, but 
<laughs> but my my thought is actually this. I'll I'll just go ahead and tell you, you know, because most likely we will have started it by the time this airs. Um, so actually, the guy who would set this up for audio recording, um, at our station, he also he's a bassist and he's a very good bassist, and. So I'm not trying to make this about me. I'm just trying to make it fun. And so what my thought was, and this is kind of a derivative of something I've seen on another news show, but mm-hmm. what my thought was, uh, we would do these on Fridays only. And I want them to have utility. You know, I want them to have a purpose. And so like my thought is we would uh, do them on Fridays only at the end of the show, go to break with that, you know, um, and then uh, it would it would be me, or maybe we can include him as well, playing bass. I obviously know some musicians in town here, and and from my own church, playing worship music there. Um, that we could have them on with me, you know, doing stuff. Um, and for this first month, uh, we'd record them all ahead of time, then we could just drop them in wherever we need to, you know, so it wouldn't actually be live. Yeah. Um. And for this current month and in the next four weeks or so, they'd be all holiday related, you know, all Christmas music, most likely. Um, and then following that, so we have this jingle. Okay. I know I'm getting off on a tangent here. <laughs> um, have I shown you the love and living local jingle? Uh, I don't think you have. Okay. Well, you're not missing much. <laughs> And people in Wichita that are listening to this know what I'm talking about. Anybody in Kansas probably knows what I'm talking about because this is like, it just gets stuck in your head. Um, but my thought was we would do a couple of different variations of this jingle that's that's kind of our uh, station uh, promotional music. A couple of different variations, record those, send them to break. But then... Uh, make it audience oriented. And so if you're a musician and you can record yourself with video doing a cover of this song in some way, uh, it could be any type of genre, any type of instrument, whatever, as long as it sticks to the song and the lyrics, send that in and we'll air yours and give you credit for it going to break, you know? That's cool. I like that. So, yeah. So that to me provides it utility. It uh, gives it a reason for audience engagement and it doesn't make it all about me. So people aren't just sitting there thinking, well, John's just trying to promote himself right now. <laughs> so that's that's <laughs> yeah. my thought. Yeah. That way you can, you know, you can do a showcase for local musicians and, and, uh, get them out there and, and show people that, you know, there, there are many multi-talented people out here. Yeah. Um, and at the same time, uh, uh, really diversifying yourself from the rest of the competition. Yes, exactly. And, and, um, just living, uh, I think we're going to call it, live in local with local musicians, you know, cause again, it's called love and mm-hmm. live in local. So, um, yeah, it's just something we had kind of thought about. And, and then, uh, you know, we, we're obviously really big into football with sports in general, Kansas is. And, um, a buddy of mine, one of my coworkers, Kevin, 
he's really big into the Chiefs. Um, every Monday morning, because the Chiefs have only lost once one time. Okay, so every mo- Monday morning he'll pop in from out of nowhere and be like, "How about those Chiefs?" <laughs> and, <laughs> and um, oh my gosh. yeah. So, <laughs> so I thought there would be some cool way to record him doing that, like audio wise, and integrate that into just us picking football winners each week. You know, there might, there might be a way to do that. Um, and so I, I thought that'd be kind of fun. Uh, but anyway, got ideas and I don't know. I just want to say, I guess the point of all of this is that it's just nice when you get to a point where you can be trusted and not only that, but they want you to, um, expound or expand on what makes, what got you to that point in the first place and just expand on you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I get that. I I like that actually. Yeah. So that's been my week, man. Uh, it's been a lot of work and music, and it's kind of cool that the two are overlapping. And so, um, it's going to lead into a couple of topics that we're going to talk about. Um, but I think we should go ahead and get right to those topics. You know what I mean? I think so too. Yeah, I think so too. So here's the plan: we're going to talk about. In no particular order, music, uh, live music particularly, we're going to talk about the sensitivity, you know, in our society. But when we come back first, we're going to talk about Tesla. You know, it's cold. It's winter right now. If you're driving a Tesla, you need to be careful. (laughs) And Dennis is going to tell us why. Um, We'll take a break and we'll be right back. So, you know, I was uh, I was looking, I was perusing the newsstands and stuff like that. And, you know, I'm, I'm kind of a big fan of Tesla. I kind of I kind of like uh, what they got going on there. Um, I think they're in a very interesting company, uh, especially since it's like a new automotive uh, company. I mean, it's pretty gosh darn new. And um, it's interesting because I feel like they're one of the very first companies in a while, at least, to break the mold. Uh, U.S car companies uh, to break oh, them all sure. and to be able to become such a household name now. Like uh, it's so, it's so strange. Like very few companies have been able to get past the big three. Yeah. And, um, uh, and, you know, and actually get out there and become like a, a marketable image, especially after like having a little bit of a rough start to begin with. Yeah. Uh, and they still have rough edges, but I don't know. They're, they kind of remind me a lot of like Apple or whatever like that, because it's one of the few companies that, uh, just recently only, um, just recently started to have who actually turned a profit. I think it was just this quarter that they actually turned a profit, which is first time ever in the company's oh, history. Um, yeah, for Tesla. And people have just been throwing money at them like, oh, man, you know, they're, they're going to be great. It's amazing. All this stuff. And I'm like, this company hasn't turned a profit since they since their inception. Yeah, so exactly. <laughs> so it's, it's it's just interesting. I mean, they're they're an interesting company. It's it's really cool. Um, one of these days, I'll probably talk a little bit more in depth. about sure. them, But um, 
winter's coming around uh, in some parts of the country. It's already here, <laughs> even though it's fall. <laughs> oh my God. Um, but you know those those cold, frigid temperatures are creeping up around the United States and uh, around uh, the the North American region. Um, and uh, apparently, some Tesla Model Three owners have been having issues. Really? Um, yes. Well, it's, one thing I want to say, like. In regards to that, like I imagine whatever these issues are, because I don't know, I'm about to find out, but mm. I am sure that we're having them here because my God, <laughs> it has been so cold. And cold. oh, yeah, it's been brutal. I mean, at least for a Texas guy, plus, not to mention, again, I work overnight, I never see the sun. In the winter, like I only see darkness, <laughs> which <laughs> sounds terrible, but I'm cold all the time. And then, uh, and we do have, um, Tesla charging stations here. Uh, well, not in oh, Wichita, cool. but actually in the suburb, uh, or, yeah, suburbs around Wichita. <laughs> um, okay. Oh, you, what you laughing? Cause <laughs> you laughing because you're thinking about suburbs around Wichita. <laughs> Yeah, that, and then also you're just like, uh, 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 suburbs, I think. Oh, yeah, well, all right. <laughs> That's um, yeah, Sorry. see, this, this cold weather is like freezing my mind up, man. Uh, uh, but anyway, uh, go, go ahead. Uh, okay, so I was just going to say, um, so apparently uh, this has been an issue that uh, a few Model 3 owners have started to um talk about uh and it seems to become uh becoming more and more of an issue like a lot more uh model three owners who live up north uh where it gets really really cold so like we're talking about canada and um some of like the the northern parts of the united states and stuff like that um uh where the temperatures i think one of the articles was saying like it got down to like negative two something like that oh my god um and so the the issue is is um, so the way the Model 3's design is when you open up the door uh, instead of like the Model S uh, where it has the cool like you know uh, uh, was it rom- um, robotic uh, door handles that come on out like they yeah. just promote the the closer you get to the car the door handles just kind of pop right out like hey yeah. how you doing right. <laughs> Right. Um, model threes are more like, uh, they're very integrated into the door itself, but you push on the end of that door handle and then you pull on the end that pushes or sticks out or whatever. And you pull on that. And then, uh, since the model three has a very, uh, has a glass, um, has, uh, like there's no, uh, on the door, there's no actual, um, I'm trying to think, I guess like a trim piece around the glass. Okay. Like the glass is almost floating with the door. So you pull the door away and the glass is just kind of floating. There's no rim above the glass. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that's how it's designed. Um, And the way Tesla built it is that um, when you open up the door, the glass actually comes down ever so slightly. Um so that way you open up the door and the glass doesn't break because when it, when you close it, it goes up and fully closes that to make like a tight seal. Oh, I see. It's, 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 well, is it kind of like, uh, like, like Camaros and Mustangs used to do that? Like when you grab the door handle and it would kind of 
roll it down a little bit and you'd pull the door out, that type of thing? Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. exactly that. Okay, gotcha. Um, so uh, a lot of uh, owners, when it's cold, they've noticed that it doesn't do that. Okay. Well, so so uh, it'll have glass, issues. Basically? Uh, or, or it takes a long time. Yeah. In some ways it's like, it takes a long time for the glass to actually come down. Um, or sometimes, uh, the glass doesn't even come down. So you're just kind of like, you know, trying to force it open. Um, until it finally figures. Yeah, exactly. It gets really bad until you kind of, until it figures out like, Oh, I'm supposed to roll down the window. My bad. (laughs) Um, and then I think, some owners have also experienced to where um, the door handle, since you're p- supposed to push that in, you know, and then that the the outer edge of it pull, uh, pops out so that way you can grab it and pull it. Okay. Uh, some have had issues where that's not popping out. So you would press on the end and it doesn't pop out so you can grab it. Uh, or it's really, really hard to do that. So it's, it's a very interesting type of deal. Uh, and then I think there was also some issues where owners have, uh, experienced it not getting that cold or not getting that warm in their cars because, you know, you can start the car remotely or whatever. It's an electric car and it'll just. And it'll just turn on and electric cars are actually really good for heating and stuff like that because, uh, it's just a lot easier for them to, to do it that way. I can't remember exactly what the exact science is. It's just, they have really, really good heaters. (laughs) Yeah. Um, well, is it, is it like, why is it doing that? Is it, is it because the batteries gain weak because it's so cold or like the computers gain weak because it's so cold? Uh, so, uh, from what I read, um, I, I don't think they know exactly Tesla knows and they are working on a fix for it. Uh, I would imagine it's more of a software problem than an actual, I don't think it's a battery issue. I think it's just a software problem where I don't know somehow the, maybe the, the computers is getting, is, uh, getting a brain freeze. (laughs) It's so cold that it's getting and then it's like, oh, wait, I'm supposed to do these certain things that I'm supposed to do normally. Um, it's not super clear. Uh, Tesla's pretty quick about when they know problems, they're pretty quick about uh, uh, updating uh, their computers or their, their cars uh, to fix these issues, uh, especially since you know they're able to do uh, over-the-air updates. So... Um, you know, this problem could get fixed really quickly, but it's just a very interesting thing to happen, especially since the Model 3 has been such a successful car for them, as well as a controversial car for them. Um, and this is like the very first, like, actual cold winter that the Model 3s have experienced. So who knows what type of other problems that we could end up getting. Sure. Yeah. Uh, down the road. Tip of the iceberg, so to speak. Um, exactly. Yeah, no, it's a great dad joke. Um, but, (laughs) but yeah, I mean, um, it makes you wonder. And then there has been a lot of controversy and hype about the car. Um, you know, you can explain that more, but, um, but for this to be kind of an issue, like imagine, put yourself in the mindset of like, you're, it's a cold day outside. Obviously it has to be really cold, but 
you know, you're going outside, you're rushing to the car, you have this thing like pre-started, heating up, like Mm -hmm. I need to get inside my car because I'm cold as hell. And then you run (laughs) up to it and it won't even let you in, you know? Yeah. And then you're out, out there messing with it and you're just getting colder and colder. Like, you know, yes, I mean, it's not the end of the world, no. But that is a quick way to turn customers against your product is, is moments of high inconvenience like that, you know? Exactly. Exactly. It makes, it makes owners very unsure about their purchase and you don't want that. Well, and as you said, it makes you wonder what else could be going on? What else might happen down the road? You want it to be quality and, and something that Tesla has going for it that, people really like a lot of people really like is that's American based, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. and you know, some would argue this, but for many people associate American based American made with quality. Um, Mm -hmm. and so you want to maintain that perception as a company, you know, you don't want to do anything like that. That could lead to any, any sort of doubt. And especially when you are, um, Tesla tied to Elon Musk and his many different ventures. Um, but the first time you're making a capital gain or a profit and, uh, you know, uh, the guy just can't catch a break <laughs> lately. Like we've talked about him in recent no, episodes. No. <laughs> no, I mean, he can't. Um, and Tesla can't either. I mean, uh, just recently, I think if I'm not mistaken, they, they, uh, uh, they finally decided to remove him as uh chairman. Um, yeah, that was tied uh, to the so whole. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's tied to the whole um weed smoking debate or debacle deal that he had going yeah. on. Tied to on Joe Rogan's podcast. Um, you know, shout out to Joe Rogan. This guy, I mean. You know, he's obnoxious, he's over the top, but he gets really good interviews, you know. He does. He's like he that he's like the Howard Stern of podcasts, honestly. Um mm-hmm. and so yeah, this was a podcast that had video element to it, which you know, maybe someday we'll get that as well. Um mm-hmm. but yeah, he he basically peer pressured uh Elon Musk into trying marijuana. And and he didn't like it, and he said, I've always stayed away from this stuff because, you know, he wants to be at the top of his game mentally, and he has all these things going on. He can't afford to um, not have his mind functioning at the top performance level, but that's also bitten him several times. Um, and yeah. In a way, because, like, he's also talked about, and we talked about this before, sleep deprivation, uh, because he can't shut his mind off, um, which is a big problem, (laughs) you know? Uh, Mm -hmm. So you could argue that that led to him making that decision to smoke weed. Uh, Mm -hmm. And and it was a puff, but you know, in the eyes of investors, like just putting his lips on the thing is bad enough, you know? So um, yeah, he was forced to, to step down as chairman of the board, but he's still like the CEO and owner of the companies, of course, you know? Yeah, exactly. So, so it's, it's, uh, it's a, it's, it's, it's a trying time, especially since, um, uh, soon they'll, they're, uh, 
Tesla needs to pay back a couple of debts that they have. Yeah. Um, some of those bills are actually coming due soon. Oh, I bet. Uh, and they could, uh, uh, cause some more issues, uh, down the road. So, uh, yeah, they can't have issues like these happening. No. And the model three was kind of meant to be their savior. And so that's kind of the, the bigger issue here. Um, you know, this is the one that I, I mean, I knew people our age that were hyped about this car because it's affordable in their capacity. You got on a waiting list. You had to actually like pre-order the vehicle, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah. Um, I definitely, I, I know they've put a lot into this vehicle to make it sort of an every man's Tesla. Um, and, and I'm sure, you know, there'll be good things that come from there. They, they might be able to even rectify this issue, you know, remotely. And, and the reason I say that is because some people might not know this, but like the Tesla model S yeah, the model S, which is the one that people tend to pick out um, as far as being attractive and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, they gave it the ability to almost drive itself. It pretty much does, um, but it still requires mm-hmm. human input to an extent. They gave it that capability through a software update, man. Yeah, I know it's, it's really insane. I mean, they, they, they've done stuff like that. Uh, for some of the Model 3, and they continue to do a lot of things like that, which is really amazing. Yeah. It kind of shows just how technologically advanced these cars are. Yes. And also how far they thought into the future with these cars. I know. Yeah. You're literally sitting at home, and your car's connected to your Wi-Fi. You wake up next morning, your car can drive itself. <laughs> like, how mind-blowing is that? Like, that, man... I don't even know what I would do if I were in that situation. I know. I know. It's insane. <laughs> so they have a lot of potential. Um, and they, and they definitely can fix this problem. Um, you know, it, basically what we're watching from, from Tesla and Elon Musk is watching someone find their footing as a, as a company that wants, or as several companies that want to change the world. And they're in ways that I think need to be impacted, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. but not only that, but it is a, uh, it's on a high profile scale. And so there are people doing these type of things. Um, not to the scale that Tesla is or his other projects, Elon Musk's other projects, but they are doing them. Um, but all the eyes are on Elon Musk because of the scale he's doing it on and, you know, the accessibility he's provided through main channels. So, you know, it, it's, it's good that he's still getting a chance. There are people that still believe in him. Um, that's what it takes is people believing in you. Um, and so, yeah, it struggled to turn a profit, but at the same time, like you're just watching a company find its footing. And I believe down the road, it will have a huge impact. Well, I think so. I for sure think so. Um, I, I think it will make the biggest impact ever. It's just, you know, you, like you said, you have to, um, you have to kind of, 
the punches as they go and learn from them and continue to grow as a company. That's right. That's right. Um, well, that's crazy, man. And, and hopefully they get that issue situated soon because you don't, you don't want a guy out there yanking on his model three door and just shattering the glass. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and then somehow he's going to turn around and sue Tesla for cutting himself with the glass. But anyway, um, all right. Well, you know what? Speaking of improving yourself um, and bettering yourself, I want to talk about music, my venture with live music um, for our next topic. And I'll, I, I kind of have a broader perspective I want to discuss with this. Um, but we will talk about that here in a second right after this break. Perfect. So as I said at the beginning of this podcast, um, you know, I've been doing live music lately and it's part of an overall goal that I have. Um, so I, what I'm trying to do is, as I said, I'm, I'm working on a new album. Um, first one came out closing in on four years ago now, which is crazy. Um, really? It's been four years. It came out in February of 2015. Hmm. And wow. I know, I remember, I remember recording it like it was yesterday and it was a long, long process. Like some songs I did while I still lived in Texas. And then there were other ones I did completely up here in Kansas. So it was, it was over that whole process. Anyway, I'm going to be working on a new project here soon. I say going to, because I'm working on this collab project with our friend Devon that we've been talking about. Um, doing this podcast. I've been doing live music anyway, before the, uh, the thing is with this next project, I actually want to play it live, you know, and Mm -hmm. I can say from the first album I did just because I'm not saying it was immature, but it wasn't developed to the capacity that I would like for it to be now. That's not to say it's bad. There's still some parts to it that I really, really like, but, um, but I want something to be developed that I can actually perform with. You know what I mean? No, I get that. Yeah. And so um, before I do that, I kind of have to be recognizable around town. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so I, I want to have a band around me. That's uh, probably going to be easier said than done, but I will assemble that in time. Kind of like the Avengers, but um in the meantime, I'm just playing solo acoustic gigs. And so what I've done recently is play those gigs. And like I said, too, they're kind of stressful. They're kind of this and that. It's always funny, though, um, because I go into it thinking, oh, you know, the crowd, they're going to be like, I'm going to have to play the crowd and I'm going to have to like entertain them and stuff. And I get there and there's about 20 or 30 people there. <laughs> <laughs> And so that's part of it. You know, everybody starts somewhere and truthfully, that's where most people start is about that level, you know? Yeah, exactly. Just a small, you know, a small group of people just listening to, you know, what pretty much, uh, what they, what they have to offer and just kind of, uh, you in some ways you, um, sharing your soul with, uh, with these people you know, 20 or the small intimate group or whatever. And, exactly. you know, I, overall, 
over a little bit, you know, you get more and more people um, who like your music and go on from there. Yeah, exactly. And and that's what I'm all about. That's what we try to do with this podcast. It's what I've tried to do with music and, and even with the stuff I put in the news. You just want to make a connection with people. And, um, mm-hmm. and, and I think that'll flow well into the next thing we're going to talk about. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, this, uh, first of all, it's stressful because you're putting yourself out there in a completely open and vulnerable way. But once you get into that moment, there's nothing like performing in front of people musically. Once you get into that moment and you get a positive response, it's, there's nothing like it. And so, you know, from the, even though these gigs are small, I got paid for both of them. I made connections. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. And, and, and then, um, you, I also made connections with people. Um, and, but I will say this, it has given me a totally different perspective and respect for the aspiring musician. And the reason, well, the reason that is, is because, I've always kind of known this, but I now understand it more clearly that the struggle that people go through just to get noticed, you know? Um, and there are several reasons that pop stars get to where they are now, but they still have to have talent to some extent, you know, you still do. Um, whether you're a fan of pop music or not. Um, and I'll put it to you like this, right? This guy I opened for last night, incredibly talented. I mean, he his name is Zach Day. You can look him up on online. Mm-hmm. He's, and he's got a very just Southern blues style to him. Um, he actually said that he's from the town where Robert Johnson came from. Robert Johnson's kind of like the godfather of blues. Um and this guy was just, he's, he's incredible, but you know, his biggest video on YouTube only has a couple hundred views. You know, he's touring around. I looked at his tour schedule for this year. He'd gone to Mississippi. He'd gone to Alabama. His trip to Kansas was the first outside of that region. He'd gone to Texas some too, but it was Southeast Texas. So, um, so this is like the first he had stepped outside of the region. Now, on top of that, he is going to Denver next month. He's going to be on uh, a t- he's going to have a TV interview, which is really cool. Um, but this guy is literally driving a van, like not not even like your stereotypical band van. Like I'm mm-hmm. talking, I'm talking like a minivan. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's interesting. Got a Honda Odyssey. Yeah, it was, well, it was Kia Sedona. I was like, man, you look like you're about to pick up the kids from soccer, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that was interesting. But, I mean, it's just him and an acoustic guitar, extremely talented. But here he is just trying to make a name for himself, driving an old van and, you know, wearing old raggedy clothes. Um, and, yeah, the process of getting to... Oh, where you want to be as a musician, where it becomes a sustainable career. Um, 
it's interesting. I don't know. It's just very, and it's different for everybody, but you know, it's, it's just really interesting. Yeah. I mean, I guess in some ways it kind of shows, um, just how, um, dedicated that you have to be because, um, I think if anything, it kind of, if you really, really want to become a musician, it kind of, there's a little bit of like a weeding out process, um, to where you're, you know, you're, you're, you're on it. You're, you're passionate about it and you're going to do whatever you need to do to, uh, make it to where, you know, people know who you are and people will, you know, uh, enjoy your music and enjoy your sound. So, um, there, there is a lot of respect that I have for musicians who are, who are just all about it. I mean, really, it's, it's, it's a hard, it's a hard thing to do to get to where they are. You know, even if you are just a small band, I mean, just to get to that level of like a small band where, you know, at least you can say their name and, you know, you'll find somebody who will know who they are is, is an incredible, uh, achievement. I mean, uh, it kind of reminds me of, um, anyone really who's in the entertainment industry, it kind of reminds me of like YouTubers and stuff like that. Um, but it just shows just how much dedication it really takes to, um, get your audience to, uh, you know, really grow and flourish as well as acknowledge you. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, it is true. And, and we all know, like, you know, there's that movie, A Star is Born, <laughs> um, yeah. which is a good movie, you know, and, and then we've all seen a YouTuber or two overnight sensations. You know, we, we all know that happens, but for the most part, it doesn't. And there's bunches of people down here in the doldrums just trying to make something of themselves. And there's a lot of good music out there. There's a lot of good music out there. Um, there's a lot of bad music out there, too, <laughs> you know. <laughs> And then between those two, there's a lot of music that sounds the same. And I think, uh, I think one thing that I see when I, uh, like if I, you know, we're in Austin or in, well, not, not so much New Orleans. They have a wide variety of things, but yes, they do. Yeah. But those, those music cities and, and Wichita is in its own right as well. There's a lot of, you know, small music venues around here. Um, a lot of people sound the same, you know, a lot of people are playing the same covers and playing the same songs, you know? Um, and so that I think is where I want to go with this is individuality, the individuality of it. Um, that is what makes music special in the first place. And we have this movement in pop culture as of late for like, it's kind of homogenization, you know, and, uh, everybody's using the same samples and the same, um, drum tracks and all, all that kind of stuff, you know, um, oh man. Okay. I'll break it down for you right now. So, you know, my guilty pleasure outside of rock music is Drake for sure. And I'd gone back. I'd never listened to the nothing was the same album. Um, that's the one with his head in the clouds, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, um, and I, I listened to, uh, Oh God. Oh no. Um, I don't want to have to sing it to describe it on here. <laughs> Cause I can't remember the name. 
<laughs> um, uh, the one that's like, I got my eyes on you. That one. Hold, hold on, mm. we're going home. Hold on, we're going home. Okay. <laughs> so I, my other guilty pleasure is uh, Ariana Grande. Okay. So those are my two, right? Um, yeah. And <laughs> man, I, I, I like me some Ariana. Okay. Um, <laughs> but she is. I mean, she, I hear about it. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. You've heard about it for a while. This is, this has been mm-hmm. the most consistent thing in my life is my crush on Ariana Grande. Ariana, if you listen to this podcast, hit me up. Um, but, uh, anyway, the, um, uh, she has a new song called breathing. Yeah. Breathing. And I kid you not. So, you know, hold on. We're going home. It starts with the drum track. And everybody knows what song it is just from the drums. And they use that same drum track for the chorus of this Ariana song. And I'm like, you can't do that with something that recognizable, you know? Yeah, exactly. I mean, plenty of people sample vocals that are recognizable, but they do it for a different reason. I mean, obviously they expect you to recognize it. And when you do it with something like that, I think it's like, you're trying not to get people to recognize it, but it's extremely recognizable. So, um, were you going to say something? I felt like I cut you off. Oh, no worries. No, I wasn't, I wasn't going to say anything. I mean, I was just going to say, uh, that yeah no you can't you can't do anything uh that recognizable and and at the same time you need to understand that like you know you can make your own song (laughs) uh, or at least you can make your own sound like you don't have to sample someone else's just because you feel that you'll be able to get to a certain audience because of this beat or whatever like that like right i don't know have some originality or something like that yeah and and that's kind of what i'm going for and and to tell the truth it's not to hate on ariana or drake um I think the reason I like them outside of what I tend to listen to listen to is because they are original and they do pursue their own sound, you know, and, and ideology. Um, mm-hmm. But overall, like that, that is what separates you from someone else. But that is what art is about is sharing who you are and, and opening yourself up and making you vulnerable in that way. Um, it's kind of something you and I were talking about earlier off the podcast, um, about how people are so closed off these days and, and, and it seems just a struggle to get someone to open up. And and that's where music comes into play is creating that openness and that vulnerability. Um, so for me, my personal musical journey I've always loved to sing and I haven't always been good at it. Okay. Um, I'm not saying that sample that I just did in this podcast was good, but um, regardless, I stuck with it and I found what works for me, you know, and now I get compliments on my voice. Whereas I used to get told not to never sing again. Right. (laughs) Not today. Yeah. Oh man, I, I'll never forget. Like, I was walking over to the buses to take us over to the athletic facility at our high school. Man, I was singing mm-hmm. right, and someone rolls down a bus window, goes, "Don't quit your day job." 
<laughs> most <laughs> savage thing. And I, I mean, I was like, what? Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. I think that has been, that's been the biggest takeaway I've learned. Um, I guess I just wanted to share that is that, you know, I've always known this, but it's interesting how you get reminded of these things and it comes in the form of music for me to pursue being yourself and um, never apologizing for that. Exactly. So I, I okay. hope that makes sense to some extent. No, I think so. I think it, I mean, it's because uh, at the end of the day, all you can be is yourself. So right. you, you need to be able to be comfortable in your own shoes or in your own skin, really. Yeah. And, you know, you found a lot of that through your music, um, which is a very therapeutic way of, you know, just kind of, um, I don't know, just kind of uh, understanding who you are as a person. I mean, I'm sure you've grown a lot, you know, as you've grown in your musical skills, you've, you've also grown in your uh, appreciation for, you know, feeling better about yourself, but at the same time, just growing a lot as a person through, yeah. through that, um, through the, the effort that you've put in your music. Right. I'm sure people can hear that. Yeah. Well, probably so. And, and, if I could sum this up into one thing for people listening, you know, we like to give you something to take away. And in this case, I just hope that you take away, just be yourself, you know, be yourself. And, and the other thing that we didn't really touch too much on, but I feel is just as important is to just be, be unapologetically you and don't close yourself off. I honestly believe that, you know, when we were younger, you and I, and people were less worried about others' perception of them, you know, it was just, mm -hmm. it was easier to get along with people because of that, rather than constantly trying to break down barriers just to make a connection with someone. Um, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's become harder to find genuine people. Yeah. Yeah, and even if they are genuine, they're afraid to be genuine. So don't be afraid to be genuine. That's all I'm saying. So exactly. Yeah. So anyway, thank you for letting me step back on the soapbox again. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're gonna we're gonna love, go ahead. The soapbox segments. <laughs> oh yeah, I know. I don't mean to do it, man. I just get passionate about stuff, and and this is something that's passionate for me. Um, music's very passionate for me. Uh, the bumper song that you're hearing right now, that's, uh, I put that together and I, and I didn't have to do it, but I just, you know, took it upon myself. So, um, yeah, I feel like it adds something to the podcast for sure. So anyway, oh yeah, you know, hopefully so. I mean, I mean, we, we sing it every time <laughs> that we record one of these, <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, all right, we're going to take one more break. We'll come back with one more topic and then we'll get out of here. Look, man, I got something I want to get your take on. Um, here's the deal. Okay. Again, work at a local news agency in Wichita. Okay. Now, there's a story that was trending at the time that we recorded this about this guy. And, and, uh, where was it? 
Florida? I think. I think it it was somewhere in the southeast area of the country. And, okay. And this guy had a mugshot, right? He got arrested. Mm-hmm. And they they posted his mugshot on Facebook. He was like convicted felon, uh, drug possession. He was like um, intention to distribute. We're talking like meth and that kind of stuff. Anyway, this dude has a massive neck, right? <laughs> <laughs> like his neck <laughs> is like the size of my leg. Okay. <laughs> like his neck is like a thigh. <laughs> yeah. Like his gym plan is Monday through fi- Monday through Friday, neck day. Like that, <laughs> that is his plan, okay? And so this dude just has a gigantic neck, all right? And and so this post went viral because of the comments that people were making on it. Um like, you know, just neck puns, which sounds ridiculous. <laughs> a bunch of neck jokes. Yeah, a bunch of neck jokes. Like, um, somebody was like, bet you can't guess what happens next. And yeah, exactly. another person was like, at least they didn't catch him naked. Just like stuff like that, right? <laughs> like, for, for a moment, the whole country came together to make fun of this dude's neck, okay? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, without naming names, I share the article. Well, for a segment, we we had it in a trending story segment, and then I shared the article on our Facebook page with the caption, "Um, don't don't mess around in his neck of the woods." Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. So, believe it or not. This has to be one of the most successful or unsuccessful, depending on how you look at it, Facebook posts that our station has ever made. <laughs> um, because the reach on this thing, like, like at the time of recording this, almost 30,000 people have had this show up on their timeline. Okay. Oh my God. And thousands have, have clicked on the link and all that. Which is good. I mean, that's good. But the problem is the negative comments. The negative comments. And so this is what I want your take on. There have been people saying, how dare we, because again, this was on the station's Facebook page. How dare we as a news organization say... Uh, or, or shame someone or bully them, cyberbullying, feed into the cyberbullying, you know, and, and even, and well, yeah, I just feed into it and, and be bullies. And this is why they're bullies for kids is because they supposedly, because they see news organizations bullying people on Facebook. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I, I, think there's a lot of other factors to go into that but anyway my question for you is do you think that is justified uh as to what i posted um or was what i posted in good humor <laughs> um i'm gonna say this much i'll say i think 
what you posted was in good humor. Um, but I can see in some ways, uh, some people's point of view where they want to, they want their news outlets to be very, 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 um, dry. Yeah. So they pretty much want just the facts, ma'am. And that's it. <laughs> so, uh, do I think that they should be all freaked out and super angry about it? No, I think that's really stupid. I mean, it's, it's a small neck pun. It doesn't really <laughs> matter. Um, and, uh, <laughs> uh, reading some of the comments, um, I, I feel like they almost wanted to just take a stance on stuff, just to take a stance on stuff. Like yeah. there, it didn't really seem like there was a lot of, um, what's a good way to say it? like a lot of actual uh, research or, or not even research, but more a lot of like, I don't know, like a lot of thought wasn't, I feel like a lot of people just wanted to be offended just to be offended. Yeah. Like they, they found your post or they found the post for them station and they're like, Oh good. Something I can be offended on. I better go ahead and start typing in on this yeah. stuff. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, like I said, I, I, I can see some people's points where they try to, they want their news to be very, very fact, factual. But the problem is that that's not like, that's not normal. Like that we don't have news stations like that as much. Well, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, so, um, the, the thing yeah. is, is like, um, we spend two and a half hours every morning doing news and then about, 10 to 15 minutes of that is allotted for lighthearted stuff like this. And mm -hmm. so the corresponding Facebook post, which if you watch the show, um, you would know that these Facebook posts correspond with the related segment. Okay. And, and mm -hmm. so from my perspective, this is the time that we can let loose and, and sort of make a more, you know, a uh, more, lighthearted post if you will you know um yeah you know i mean the conspiracy we talked about this last week or a couple weeks back um and the conspiracy that all news organizations are out to achieve something you know there were accusations that we stooped to this low just to try and boost ratings a Facebook post, I'm going to tell you right now, is not going to boost ratings, okay? <laughs> exactly. That is not how it works, and especially not for a news station in Kansas, okay? Um, but, you know, and, and I'll be honest, I'm not saying I'm following others, but I've seen other uh, stations, other big-name stations across the country make posts like this. Um. And not for this story necessarily, but I don't know. My simple perspective is, oh, I'll add this actually before I say that. Supposedly, this guy's gigantic neck has to do with a medical issue um, that I did not know of. I never heard of it. Um, it's called Noonan's disease, I believe is what it's called. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know what the symptoms are outside of a, a big neck. Okay. Um, okay. But th supposedly uh, that's what these people are saying. Um, and that's why it's offensive. And I can somewhat see it from that perspective. 
But I don't know. I don't know if this makes me heartless, but it was a convicted felon we're talking about, you know? And were he ever to somehow see my Facebook post, I don't think he'd really be too offended, (laughs) you know? You know, I don't think so either. Um, in some ways, it is kind of funny because it's like these people are white knighting a convicted felon. Yeah. Not to say that, uh, not to say that um, they're they're doing that on. Um, all I'm trying to say is, you know, maybe they're not. Uh, I'm trying. To, I'm. I'm trying to be. I'm trying to make sure that I I say this in, in a good way. But it's it's. Not to say that you know the 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 guy doesn't deserve to be treated like a normal person, but at the same time, this person did break the law. They broke the law. He broke the law a lot. Um, he, there was like a ton of convictions. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a ton of things that he did. Like there's a lot of drug related stuff, and then there was also a lot of, um, and there were a couple of violence stuff yeah, in there. there so was. it's. It's like this guy isn't like a good person and you're and you're uh white knighting him saying like, Oh, he's got some sort of a disease and he's just you know, you shouldn't be bullying him. I'm like, well, this guy probably bullied more people <laughs> than exactly. than one news station post. Like, I mean, he did worse things than cyberbullying. Oh, much worse. Uh, much worse. So I I don't really think that there's much of a leg for these people to stand on when it comes to trying to uh, get their point across. Right. And, and by no means are we saying that cyberbullying is okay. Of course that goes without saying, but no, but what I'm saying is at a certain point, I think we get too sensitive about too many things and the amount of response I got to this post, I, I'm not even saying that, I'm surprised people were upset. I am saying I'm surprised by the large response that I got, you know, and and just, you know, there was positive. There were people that thought it was funny. I would say it was probably 60 positive, 40 negative, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. And all the while that's making our visibility go up. So a note for people, even if you're hating on something on social media, you're still helping them out. <laughs> You're still helping them out. Yeah. Um, so anyway, you know, I, I just think overall we're too sensitive about things. I think like, I think about comedy and I know I watched a lot of comedians talking about this a couple of years back about how there's almost nothing really left. You can joke about that won't offend someone, you know? Yeah, Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I wasn't trying to be a comedian here, uh, but you know, at what point do we say, you know, what this isn't worth me getting upset about? I have better things to do with my day, um, you know, than worry about a post. Even if you are upset, that's okay. It's okay if you're upset, but to go and start bashing our news station <laughs> just because of one lighthearted post, you know, that I guess. I guess my point and why I wanted your perspective on this is because it shocked me. I, I I have never done anything in my short 
professional career, relative short professional career to trigger people <laughs> in this way, you know? So, um, yeah. So I just wanted your perspective on it. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it is, I think people are becoming a little bit more, um, sensitive to these things. I mean, um, you know, that we've had multiple, I mean, we, you know, we've had multiple stories of people becoming more sensitive than the people who, that it even affects. Right. Um, uh, let's see, there was that H and M fiasco with the, uh, with the ma- the lady's child who was dressed up in a certain way that people thought was very offensive or whatever. Oh, like that. Right. The mom even, uh, the mom even said like, it's fine. Like I was there the whole step away. It's fine. And people were getting mad for the, for that person. I'm like, if the person doesn't, if the person doesn't care, then it doesn't right. matter. Why are you being angry for that other person? Like, oh, I know you don't feel anything about it, but let me be offended for you. Let me be offended for you. It's like people are looking to be offended. Yeah. It's it's very uh, it's very annoying. Or a couple um, of years back, and the, I, uh, the pregnant mom um, that took a yeah had pictures of herself working out, you know. Um, and people were getting upset that she was working out while pregnant, which plenty yeah. of people do, <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's a, it's a normal thing that people do, but you know, some people, some people get very offended about that. Um, there was a story about uh, a young lady who had her birthday. Um, uh, she wanted to dress up uh, for her birthday and she had a very, um, I guess uh, it was a very, it was a Chinese uh, gown that she wore during her birthday. Um, And people were very offended that it's like, oh, why would you, you know, you're using cultural appropriation or whatever like that. Uh, Taking over someone else's culture and stuff like that. And when you go over to China uh, and uh, people actually saw that stuff, they're just like, oh, this is fine. She's dressed up really nice. Um, She looks really nice. It's fine. Like, she was doing everything correctly. And this was just a 16 year old. Like she was just enjoying her birthday. Yeah. Like why are we getting offended about these types? I don't of know. Things? Um, and by way of comparison, I don't know. By way of comparison, I had that in the show as well. <laughs> I had that, you know, when that happened probably a year ago now, I mm-hmm. had that in this seg- same segment I'm talking about. Now I understand, like I didn't make a cheeky, uh, caption when I posted that to Facebook because I understand how that's a little more sensitive of a topic than a convicted felon with a gigantic neck. <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? Yeah, there's a little bit more of a magnitude there, but exactly. So, look to all those people to tie all of this in <laughs> with everything we talked about. <laughs> all I can say is thank you, next. that's all i got got. anyway man hey thank you for your uh added perspective on that um yeah hopefully by the time of this next episode i will still be employed (laughs) yeah man yeah man (laughs) i mean (laughs) Maybe next time. <laughs> I won't be sitting on the street um, naked, you know? Exactly. <laughs> Nowhere to live. 
<laughs> oh man! Hey. All right, hey, I think I think oh, this is the perfect God. way to end. All right, um, I think so. yeah. So hey, we're gonna bounce out of here, but if you're not too triggered by this podcast episode, make sure to like, rate, subscribe, um, leave a review, a comment, all that stuff. Uh, we appreciate all of it. Exactly. And please join us next time. Yeah. <laughs> For our next next episode, sorry about that. Stay tuned. Stay tuned for the next episode. All right, all right. Hey, all right. Thanks for. I can't. I can't. Alright, hey, thanks for tuning in. This has been the Catch Up Podcast. We'll see y'all next time. (laughs) See you guys later. (laughs) 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 (laughs)